time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Hey, welcome back to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Uh, we took a little uh, Christmas break here, but it's great to be back again with you and to talk about things that really matter, uh, God's vintage truth. You know, one of the things that has been so exciting for me is to see the response from so many different people who are listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast and whose lives are being enriched by it. And that's what it's all about. I mean, I sit here and do these broadcasts for you, and God has just taken this little thing um, to some 41 countries now across the world. But it's not the fact that it goes to countries, it's the fact that it goes to people. And people are downloading it, they're listening to it online, on their iPhones, on their uh, Google devices, Androids, whatever. And uh, it's just really encouraging for me to to hear the way that God is uh, changing people's lives. And some folks are even saying, hey, I'd like to support this podcast ministry uh, as little as $8 a month. And uh, if that's something you'd like to do, then uh, simply go to jeffkinley.com, click on that donate tab. You can set up a, a reoccurring uh, donation. If not, uh, then uh, just listen, enjoy, and be uh, be blessed by the things that we talk about on here. And speaking of, I would like to, uh, to begin this uh, new year by talking about some things that I think will really help you kind of get perspective on the future. I think it's important, you know, that the new year is really kind of a natural time to sort of reevaluate. And, you know, as Christians, we don't really make um, New Year's resolutions per se, but I think as believers in Jesus that it's proper uh, for uh, and appropriate for us to just sort of evaluate our lives and to say, okay, where am I? Where have I been? Where do I need to go? And I think that's important to do. So with that in mind, I'd like to share with you what I believe are five secrets, five keys to having a really fantastic, successful, productive new year for the year 2019. And I was saying to my wife today, driving home from church, I said, isn't it crazy that it just seems like yesterday we had this whole Y2K scare thing. And, and to think about in the year 2000, to think that we would be looking at 2020, really right off the horizon. We're just 12 months away from 2020. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think we wouldn't even make it this far in terms of, uh, you know, the earth and history and humanity. But here we are. And the return of Jesus Christ is closer than it's ever been before. Uh, he is coming back for his bride. And the the things that are lining up on the earth with Israel and with who's surrounding Israel and the fulfillment of so many prophe prophecies from Ezekiel 38 uh, and Daniel chapter 9 and, Dan and Revelation uh, chapter 13 and 11. And there's so many of these things that are just lining up. Folks, we are living in the last days. Now, I don't know how long we have, but um, I know that if you can see the pieces of the, um, of the, the play, the stage being set for the end time scenario, that it certainly tells us at the very least uh, that we're very close to this. And so in, in light of that, we have to be living the kind of lives that are filled with intentionality, uh, that are filled with purpose and with meaning. And we don't want to just uh, peter out. We don't want to just waste our lives or just sort of glide uh, on our way into, you know, death or the rapture or whichever comes first. We want to be running. We want to be pursuing the things that really matter. 
And uh, these five secrets I'm going to give to you are just five simple words that I think will greatly help you get a, a handle on the new year. Because sometimes, you know, the year ahead seems like this giant mountain or this very long distance, this huge journey that we're taking, you know, and, and yet we can do it. And so I wanted to give you uh, just five words that I think will be of great encouragement to you. And these are all principles that are based in Scripture. So uh, for that reason, I think they're going to be even doubly good for you uh, inside your heart and obviously outside in your life, the way you apply it to the world. So here they are. Here's five words that I think will give you uh, the secrets to a fantastic new year ahead. Word number one is the word forget. Forget. That's right. You see, some of you guys have had a really cruddy year. 2018 was was really not a great year for you. Uh, you may have suffered loss. You may have had the loss of, of loved ones. You may have gone through a relationship breakup. Uh, you may have lost your job. You may have had some personal health issues or some other emotional life trauma. Or there may just be kind of a series of things that have happened to you. Maybe not one giant big event or whatever uh, that just sort of cum- accumulate you know, in your life. Or you may have had some personal failures in your life in 2018. Maybe you weren't the Christian or the follower of Jesus that that in your heart you really wanted to be. And so you go, gosh, you know, is there any hope for me? Well, that's where this word forget <laughs> comes into play. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded uh, in a different context, obviously, but in Philippians chapter 3 when Paul was talking about just his spiritual journey and about his testimony and how he was, you know, this this Hebrew's Hebrew. You know, he was like the uh, uh, this incredible uh, pinnacle of of perfection in terms of the Jewish faith and that type of thing. But he says, you know, all that stuff is nothing compared to knowing Jesus Christ. And he says, <clears throat> excuse me, he says in chapter 3, in verse uh, 13, he says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. You know, he's speaking for that that prize that, that that Christ has ahead of him. But he says, but this one thing I do. Now, Paul could have said a lot of things at that moment under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But this is what he said. He said, this one thing I do. He said, forgetting, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting. Do you know what it means to forget? in a biblical sense to forget something in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean that you know, can no longer remember it. It's he's not saying that you should have some sort of amnesia experience about the past year or the, the past in your life or what you did in your former life in terms of before your testimony began with Jesus. He's not talking about just forgetting, like, like not being able to remember the word forget means to no longer be influenced by. That's what it means. Yeah, yeah, the memory's still there. If you want to call it up, you can call it up, but it doesn't influence your present life, your present thinking, your present emotions, and your present uh, actions and choices. And so Paul says, hey, I forget that stuff, and I'm going to reach forward. You can't run a race looking backwards. Have you noticed that? And if you've ever watched the Olympics, you'll know that in any race, especially in, in the, in the uh, sprints, that anytime you look to the side or you try to look back, you lose momentum, you lose speed, you lose acceleration, you lose the ability to, to press forward. And so we can't live our lives by looking in the rearview mirror 
as Christians. We've got to always look forward. And so I think that word forget is is a biblical word. Uh, it's it's a logical word because we, we, we naturally can't look back and look forward at the same time, but it's also a very practical word. And it helps us be able to focus on the things uh, that really matter. And so just remember that your past does not define who you are. It does not define your past failures, your past experiences. Those are not the things that define you. What defines you is how you come out of them and become the person God wants you to be. And one of the ways to do that is through focusing forward. And so you have to forget the things that are behind you. The last game doesn't matter. It's only the next game that matters. So number one is the word forget. Write that down. Forget. Number two is the word simplify. Simplify. You know what you say? Why, why do you say simplify, Jeff? Well, because life can be very complicated. And if you're like me, uh, you probably have many balls to juggle. You have many plates to spin. You have many irons in the fire. You've got a lot of things going on in your life. And depending on what season of life you're in, whether you're, whether you're a college student or whether you're, you know, you're, you're dating someone or early married, you have kids or, you know, you've got a career that you're starting or, you know, maybe you're a grandparent or whatever. Doesn't mean you've slowed down. I know lots of grandparents that are very, very active and more busy than a lot of young people. So we all have many things to do in our lives, but, but here's the thing. We have to learn to simplify. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, I knew someone once that so they went to college and when they got to college, they went to this, uh, you know, kind of an open fair type thing. And, and there were all these booths set up, you know, of, you know, join the young Democrats, you know, join the young Republicans, join, you know, Campus Crusade for Christ, join the Navigators, you know, join this Bible study, join the uh, intramural basketball team, and all these th- opportunities. And this person just kept grabbing at every opportunity and they tried to do them all. And guess what? They failed miserably. Because they didn't simplify. They complicated instead of simplifying. And one of the things that I believe God wants us to do in our lives is to simplify our lives and to prioritize them according to the things that really matter. In other words, instead of just trying to be everything and to do everything, find out what you're good at. Find out what you want to do and then just pursue that. And, you know, for you, it might just be one thing. You may say, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to be the best whatever that I can be this year, whether it's the best employee, the best husband, wife, you know, father, mother, grandparent, you know, student, whatever, just focus in on and be that person. Obviously put your relationship with Jesus, number one, but it's simplifying. So cut the clutter, man, just like you do in your own house. You know, you go through, I don't need that book anymore. My goodness, I haven't worn these, these shoes in 10 years. Get rid of them. You need to have a garage sale for your life is what you need to do. And basically get rid of all the, the mental and emotional clutter and sometimes that may mean some relationships. You may say, you know what? Hey, I like you and stuff, but we're probably going to be hanging out a lot this year because I'm going to be focused on this in my life. And, and it's just not going to take me by your life that much. And so we're, we're not going to be able to experience that. So simplify. Now, there's a biblical example here of uh, when Paul wrote to the uh, Corinthians. And obviously this is about another issue, but there's a principle here that I think applies to us. Uh, He says to them in 2 Corinthians 11, uh, verse two, he says, for I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband, that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. But I'm afraid lest as the serpent deceived Eve 
by his craftiness that your minds should be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. And he goes on to talk about how these false gospels had come into the church at Corinth and they were preaching another Christ in a different spirit and a different gospel. And so really what Paul is saying is stick to the simple things that are true. You know, watch out for the things in your life that are going to detract from the one true thing. That's what he's saying as far as it relates to the gospel. But, you know, the, the biblical principle applies in our lives. If we're going to go forward in life, we need to make sure that we simplify. So that may mean that you are going to have to make some hard decisions about 2019. Maybe some activities, some hobbies, some things that you're going to have to just say, you know what, they don't relate to my goal right now. This relates to my goal. You may replace a few of them with some other pursuits, but the main thing is, is that you don't complicate your life. God doesn't want you to complicate. He wants you to simplify. So keep it simple, stupid. That's the KISS method of life, okay? So simplify is the second word. Forget simplify. Here's the other word. Number three is the word manageable or manage. <laughs> manage your life. In other words, don't set for yourself grandiose goals that are unrealistic and unattainable. You know, you're probably not going to make the LA Lakers this year. You know, don't set that goal for yourself. Or you may say to yourself, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the number one best-selling book uh, the New York Times bestseller. That may be kind of above both our reaches here, but there are things you can do. What is something that is manageable that you can do? And, you know, I heard a phrase one time that said, it's just always stuck with me. It says, life is hard by the yard, but a cinch by the inch. And it just simply means that you and I can't bite off more than we can chew and then expect to really process that in our mouths, you know, in our, in our lives. And so we have to, to set these manageable goals for ourselves. And I do that every week. I, I have a to-do list and I have activities and things on my calendar that I want to accomplish. But there are things I know I can accomplish. And what gets me overwhelmed, and maybe it gets you overwhelmed too, is to have so many things on your list that you know you're never going to get to them. And what does that do? That sets you up for failure, sets you up for defeat, sets you up for self-disappointment. And you don't want that. You want to be victorious. So manage, you know, the things in your life and make sure that, that, that your goals and what you're focusing in on is something that is manageable for you. Hard by the yard, cinch by the inch. Word number four is the word empower. Empower. You've probably already kind of gotten a hint by now is that you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. You're not going to be able to do this on your own. And you know what? Most of us in life, most of us have one or two people in our lives that we can be real with, we can be honest with, we can tell our hearts to, we can just say, hey, you know what? I, I need to dump, you know, some, some garbage on you here or just emotionally just kind of regurgitate some things in my life. And that's good. You don't need to tell the whole world that. Certainly don't post it all on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, put it in your Instagram story, but share it with a few close friends. And those people are the ones that are going to be kind of building into you. Maybe there's one or two friends or, or relatives uh, in your life that are close to you. But the idea of empower is the idea that you need strength for the journey. You see, anybody can make a resolution. Anybody can make a promise. Anybody can make a goal, but it's daily doing the things you need to do and being faithful to those things. And, and like any long distance race, which a year is a long distance race, you're going to need to be empowered daily to do that. 
And I think about Philippians 4.13, where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And of course, in that context, he's talking about being content in the circumstances of life. And you know what? That That's going to apply to you having a great year because you're going to be faced with circumstances that you can't even possibly anticipate at this moment. But you're going to need power for the journey. Who gives you that power? Well, it's going to be Jesus. It's going to be his Holy Spirit to do that for you. And that's why it's so important, as Paul says in Ephesians 5.18, for us to be filled or controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And the way that we do that is, is simply by choosing to allow him to be in charge. It's really simple. It's, it's not, it's not hugely deep theology here. I mean, it's just a simple thing that we do and we do it many times a day. It's just that daily surrender. So anytime that you feel like you're overwhelmed, that you feel like you can't do it, that you feel like you're inadequate, that's the time you need to say, Lord, I choose at this moment to rely upon your power and appropriate the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So the word empower is important. If you leave out that word, none of this other stuff's going to get done, okay? Okay, here's the last word. So we've got forget, simplify, manage, empower, and here's the last one. Enjoy. Enjoy. I mean, God wants you to enjoy the life that he has given to you. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is coming up roses and life's a bowl of cherries and, and you never have any problems. No, you're going to have problems this year. But along the journey, God wants you to enjoy this with him. In fact, Ecclesiastes 2.25 says, For who can eat or who can drink or have enjoyment without him? Question mark. It's a rhetorical question, really. It just means you really can't enjoy all that life has to offer without God in the equation. And God wants you to, number one, enjoy him, to find your fulfillment and your desires met in him. I don't always do that. Sometimes I try to meet my own needs or to have other people meet these needs. They can't do it. Only God can meet those needs. But as we go on this journey in 2019, God wants us to enjoy this journey and to recognize that as James 1.17 says, that every good and perfect gift is from the Father. And so everything good that comes to us throughout this whole year is going to be from God. So that's why I think it's important for us to, <clears throat> to regularly acknowledge that and just to say whatever good happened to me today that good came from God and whatever challenge that came to me today that came to me from God as well and I'm going to enjoy this doesn't mean it will be fun and easy all the time but it does mean that you have a companion along in the journey and it's okay to gain a sense of satisfaction a sense of fulfillment a sense of contentment a sense of purpose a sense of joy out of doing what God has called you to do for this next year. So as you get rid of that, that excess, you know, those thoughts from the past and you simplify and get rid of that baggage and you, you take, take on things that you can manage and that you are relying upon the power of the Holy Spirit and you're enjoying it along the way. You know what? Those are some of the secrets to having a really great year. And, you know, the Lord may come back this year. He may come back before you get a chance to complete some of these goals, but that's okay because your ultimate goal will be achieved if that happens. But the point is, is that you're, you're setting yourself up for true spiritual success. And you know what? That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to pursue him, to delight yourself in the Lord. Psalm 37, four says, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, he will fulfill the things in you that he has placed in your heart to do. 
and you will find true satisfaction and fulfillment of that. You know what, friends? I think that's a great way to sort of tee yourself up, to set yourself up, and to put yourself at the starting blocks of a year that's going to be incredible, no matter what comes your way, okay? (laughs) So enjoy 2019. I'll be back again on Friday with another Vintage Truth podcast, and we'll go forward from there. Until then, God bless. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.